Good afternoon, everyone. It is July 29th, 2022, and we're broadcasting to you from uh, Jefferson City, Missouri, with our Missouri Funeral Directors and Embalmers Association weekly update on things we think you might be interested in. Uh, this will be a, a quick one because I'm getting ready to head out of town here, heading down to Springfield, Missouri for Vernie Fountain's uh, Embalming Seminars Symposium. Uh, we're going to be able to meet with people from all over the country. And one of the things we're going to be talking about that I want to talk to them when we have our when I get a chance to chat with them and do a little networking is is about the licensing requirements where they're from and what they think about it. We have had a lot of feedback from our broadcast a couple of weeks ago where we're asking you what you thought about the arts examination being mandatory for funeral directors and bombers and whether or not there should be some alternative path where the arts examination would at least be optional. Uh, you could still do it if you want to, but there'd be another way to get licensed without that since that is a huge bottleneck for so many people. We've got a lot of responses back already. I can tell you that uh, just about every response, every email and phone call that we've had here at the office was in favor of coming up with some way where the arts examination and the sciences examination for embalmers for that matters, the NBE, the National Board Examinations, could be an option for people and that there would be another path. So our board has met this week, talked about it, and we are going to go forward with discussing this matter with more people, with the uh, state board once they are reconstituted and having meetings again, and to see if there's something that everyone can agree on. But one very good question that a couple people asked was they were interested in knowing what the current requirements are. Uh, it might have been a person that had been licensed a long time ago and wasn't sure what the current requirements are. And we had some people that maybe they were uh, an embalmer and funeral director and they weren't 100% positive what the funeral director only requirements were. And we had some students that uh, had a class just last week and were interested in all that. So uh, real briefly, I wanted to give everyone in case you were not aware of it is what does it take to become an embalmer? and or funeral director in Missouri right now, the way it is right this second. Well, first off, for both an embalmer and funeral director, you have to be over 18. You have to have a high school diploma or a GED or equivalent. And as I talked about, I think several episodes ago, that uh, that equivalent is very vague in the statutes and regulations. And it is up to the state board to decide whether or not a person's educational background meets the equivalent of a high school diploma. And that has become more of a more of an issue as more people are homeschooled throughout the state of Missouri. And I believe there's uh, several people out there that have their uh, case in front of the state board and hopefully they'll be able to have meetings here coming up in the next month or so where they can uh, answer the question for those people. So that's some of the basic requirements. Then first we'll talk about embalmers, because that is the way it is in the statutes. If you try to look it up, embalmers show up first. To become an embalmer in Missouri, you do have to have graduated from an accredited mortuary school program, and that's accredited by the American Board, the American Board of Funeral Service Examiners, Examining Boards. They are based uh, on the East Coast. They used to be in St. Joseph, Missouri. They're not there anymore. Now they're on the East Coast, and they accredit all the mortuary school programs throughout the country. So you have to have graduated from a program that is accredited by the American board. In addition to graduating from the mortuary school program, you do have to pass both the sciences and the arts examinations, the NBE, the national boards, and you have to do 
an apprenticeship that and during that apprenticeship you have to embalm at least 25 bodies and during that apprenticeship where you're doing the 25 bodies we have what i always call the six month six month rule the apprenticeship lasts one year 12 consecutive months that's in the that's in the statute right now 12 consecutive months and during that 12 consecutive months you must embalm 25 bodies during the first six months of your embalming apprenticeship the supervising embalmer the fully licensed embalmer is supposed to be under the uh, directly supervising the apprentice embalmer means they're there really the whole time they're watching exactly what you're doing make sure everything is being done just right that's during the first six months during the second six months the licensed embalmer, the supervising embalmer, must be there at the start of the embalming, and then he or she can go away as long as they're within one hour of travel. That's what the regulations, the statutes say, that during the second six months of your 12-month embalming apprenticeship, the real embalmer, the licensed embalmer, has to be there the entire time during the first six months, and during the second six months, they have to be there at the start of the embalming, and then within one hour travel. Very good question is, what does one hour travel mean? <laughs> I'm not so sure. Uh, it's not uh, not really clear. Uh, but, you know, it's a, I, as I always say, it's a 45-minute plane ride from St. Louis to Chicago, and it's an hour and a half to get out of the parking garage. So that's kind of a, a very strange and vague standard to have in there. Also, interestingly enough, there is no correlation between the 25 bodies and the six-month, six-month rule. So theoretically, you could do all of your 25 bodies during the, the first six months or all of your 25 bodies during the second six months. Of course, during the first six months, you're supposed to be fully supervised the entire time of the embalming. During the second six months, you are only, you only uh, are there under direct supervision at the start of the embalming, and then the licensed bomber can leave as long as they're within one hour travel. You'd think there'd be some kind of split, you know, so at least some of the bombings were done under full supervision and some of them were kind of done on your own, but no, that's not in the regulations in the statutes. So you have the 12 months of, uh, at, of uh, apprenticeship, at least 30 hours a week at a, quote, full service funeral home, unquote. And that, under the regulations, is defined as a funeral home that has both a Class C and at least a Class C and Class A licenses for embalming and for all other services other than embalming or cremation only. So that is the basic. And then the last thing you have to do is pass the law exam, the Missouri law exam. So there are three examinations, the arts exam, the sciences exam, the law exam, a 12-month apprenticeship, of consecutive months, unless you're called up for active military duty. If you're called up for active military duty, it doesn't have to be consecutive. But otherwise, 12 consecutive months, 30 hours a week, 25 bodies minimum, with a six-month, six-month rule during the first six months, the supervising and bombers there the entire time, directly supervising the apprentice. During the second six months, the supervising and bombers is there at the start of the apprenticeship, uh, a start at the embalming for the apprentice and then can go away as long as they're within one hour of travel. That's embalmers. Funeral directors, again, there is no schooling requirement other than the 18 years old high school diploma or GED or equivalent. 
But if you do graduate from an accredited mortuary school program, if you graduate from a accredited mortuary school program and you want to become a funeral director, just a funeral director, you do not have to take any apprenticeship whatsoever. Okay. So if you've graduated from an accredited mortuary school program and you want to become a funeral director only in Missouri, you do not have to do any apprenticeship whatsoever. You will have to pass the arts exam and the law exam. And that's it. If you haven't graduated from an accredited mortuary school program and you will become a funeral director in Missouri, you do have to do an apprenticeship. And that is also 12 consecutive months, spending at least 15 hours a week on the job, again, at a full service funeral home. And during that 12 months, you must conduct or, and arrange at least 10 funerals. And then, of course, again, the arts exam and the uh, law exam which you're not allowed to take, unfortunately, until after you do your apprenticeship. So the sequence of events, if you have not graduated from a mortuary school program, a year-long apprenticeship, at least 15 hours a week, conduct and arrange at least 10 funerals, then at the end of your apprenticeship, you take the arts exam and the law exam, and that is how you get licensed to be a funeral director uh, only in Missouri. So some of the issues that we have with that, of course, off why 25 bodies and bombings for bombers, why 10 arrangements and funerals for funeral directors? Nobody knows why they came up with those numbers. Literally, nobody knows what the basis, what the rationale was that other states have different numbers. Why Missouri came up with them, we don't know. But those are the two numbers, 30 hours a week apprenticeship. For embalmers, 15 hours a week apprenticeship for funeral directors. Why those numbers? We don't know that either. But those are the numbers we are dealing with. So that is what we are starting from. And so some of the things that people are looking at to make things easier to become licensed without cutting down on the standards are uh, adjusting the numbers of uh, cases that have to be done, seeing whether or not, particularly with the Embalmer's apprenticeship, whether or not that can be done concurrently with your schooling, which is done in many states. You can take your apprenticeship and do your schooling at the same time. Uh, whether or not we can increase the number of cases you do. And if you do that, you don't have to, you're not required to take the arts examination. All those things are on the table. And again, we want to continually get your input because unless we have the vast majority of people on board with this, it's not going to happen. So if you support uh, doing something, an alternative to the arts examination, let us know. When it comes time, if there's legislation that is produced for this, it's going to have to be approved, of course, by our board and our board at the Missouri Funeral Directors and the Bombers Association. They're not going to want to do things if it's not supported by the membership. And if the Missouri Funeral Directors and Embalmers Association wants to do something and it's not supported by the State Board of Embalmers and Funeral Directors, the regulatory people, it's not going to go anywhere anyway. So whatever is come up with, we do want to make sure that as many people involved are all on the same page and all support this, because that is what they're going to look at. If you get over to the Capitol here, they're going to want to know, does everybody support this? Is this something that we can vote for and be sure that when we go back to our hometown, our local funeral director is not going to be mad at me for doing that? So anyway, that was a good question we had because uh, sometimes uh, 
it's easy to assume that everybody knows what the current rules are, and the current rules are not easy to understand. If you try to look it up in the statute, they're very confusing. They're all mished together. They're very hard to read. So even if the standards don't change, one thing that everybody wants to do is to reorganize the statutes so that at least you can read them and figure out what the rules are. So that's the, the main thing we wanted to cover today. One other thing, though, I should have mentioned last week. We put it out in an email, but I should have mentioned it in the video last week as well, is watch out for spoof emails. They're going all over the place. People are getting emails that purport to be from uh, one of our board members, perhaps myself, perhaps uh, an, uh, other funeral directors, and almost always these people are asking for you to send them gift cards. I'm in some kind of emergency. I need you to send me $100 in Starbucks gift cards because I'm stranded alongside of the road. I, you know, that, that's pretty dumb. But, but, they're, but that's what they're asking for. They're asking for you to uh, send them money, send them gift cards, buy gift cards on my behalf. Now, what's happened is, um, and this is going on all over the country, it's not that, and if this happens to you, it's not that your email's been hacked. It's not that someone has gotten the password to your email. They've just scraped off your name from an email list somewhere. They get into an online directory. They get into the uh, a regulatory site, a site like a, a, a state board or uh, on our website, of course. We have our uh, directories available my emails out there. They don't steal the whole email. They just scrape off the first name. So instead of it saying John Jones at the real funeral home, it says John Jones at XBY pot. Some strange email after the name. They scraped off the first names and then have a fake email after that. So it's not that anyone's been hacked. It's just that they're stealing people's uh, first names and then sending out emails, hoping that somebody will see that, not realize that that's not the real email address and say, oh my gosh, Don Otto's got a problem and he wants uh, me to go out and uh, get $100 in uh, Visa gift cards and send to him. Don't do that. Believe me, I will never be asking you and none of our board members and no funeral directors that I know of are going to be sending you an email saying, please send me a gift card from Target. Please send me a gift card from uh, Visa, from Starbucks, from anybody. Don't don't fall for that. So watch out for that. Uh, so that's all we have for today. Nice and short one. Going to get on the road here. Hope everyone had a good week. I hope everyone survived the uh, rather severe weather that we had, particularly in the St. Louis area over this last weekend, did not get any reports of any funeral homes that were severely damaged by this. Did visit a few funeral homes in the St. Louis area this week. Uh, I know some of their employees were affected because there was flooding at their homes and some of their cars got flooded, but the funeral homes themselves seem to uh, have weathered the storm literally. But watch out for it because I think there's more weather coming on the way next week. So again, if you have any questions about the licensing requirements, give us a call. If you want to give us your opinion one way or the other about what you think could be done to help more people get into this profession, because that's the goal here. Get more people in the profession, keep high standards, 
but eliminate, if possible, some of the bureaucratic, unnecessary bottlenecks that are making it more difficult for some people to get into the profession. Let us know what you think, because, again, we want to try to get as many people uh, input and if and when something is proposed, we want to make sure as many people as possible all agree so that we can go over to the Capitol with one voice on behalf of the funeral profession in Missouri. So until next time, stay safe, stay dry, and stay aware of the emails that you're getting and make sure you don't click on any link unless you know it's really from the person who it purports to be from. Thank you.